This week, we looked at our continuing our study entitled Jesus Is. Last week, we looked at how Jesus is the living water as we looked at Jesus' interaction with the woman at the well. And this week, we look at how Jesus is with us in our pain, that Jesus does not leave us when we are in pain, but Jesus meets us in our pain. And as we look at that idea, we dove into John in the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 44. And we kind of looked at how the, uh, through that time that we hear about Lazarus of Bethany and, and from the village of Mary and her sister Martha, and that Mary was the one who anointed Jesus' feet with the perfume and wiped it with her hair, but her, that her brother Lazarus had fallen ill. And the sisters sent a message to Jesus that said, Lord, he whom you love is ill. So they talk about Lazarus and they say, the one that you love is ill. And in verse 4 it says, but when Jesus heard it, he said this, Illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Which is kind of a spoiler alert as to what we're going to see. But the reality that we start to see throughout this text is this. Is whenever we look at the world, yes, we have a point of view. Um, we are sitting where we are in our certain time and era, and we have a point of view. But God has a view. We live in the here and now, and we can't see beyond our current circumstances. We, we, we see a tree, and God sees the forest. And he goes on, and in verse 5 it says, Accordingly, though, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And it says, After having heard that Lazarus was ill, it's so weird, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. And, and that's a little frustrating to hear, isn't it? That Jesus loves Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And he hears of this sickness, but he stays. And you can almost, I'm almost screaming, Jesus, just do something. And, and this is that point that we have this point of view. And we're going, Jesus isn't doing anything, but Jesus is seeing the whole thing. And Jesus has a view while we have a point of view. So then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. And you were going where there again? So they, Jesus is like, hey, let's go back to Judea. And they're like, but wait a minute. They just tried to kill us. And Jesus' response is really kind of weird and funny and comedic in a way. And it says, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at the night stumble because the light is not in them. And so they're sitting there worried about their lives. They're like, God, we, Jesus, we hear you. But those people just tried to kill us. And he's like, well, there's 12 hours a day. And if you walk during the day, you won't fall. And, and so and he goes on to kind of explain to him. He says, after saying this, it told him, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. And the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. And see, they're missing it. Jesus is saying, he's asleep, but I'm going to awake him. And they're going, well, if he's asleep, that's what he needs. He needs rest to feel better. And Jesus 
however, had been speaking about his death. But they thought that he was referring to merely sleep. And then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So Jesus goes, all right, guys, y'all aren't getting it. Let me point it out for you. Lazarus is dead. For you, for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And then Thomas, oh, Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, and this is just funny. Thomas just kind of looks at him and says, well, let's go and die with them. And so basically, Thomas is going, we're going to go back to Judea. All right, well, Lazarus is dead. We're going to be dead too. Here we go. Um, and it's kind of that comedic just feedback that Thomas gives. But Jesus arrived and he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. And this idea of four days is really key because in the Jewish tradition, the spirit hovers over the body for three days. So this is to point out to you that not only is Lazarus dead, but Lazarus is like really dead. Um, and so it says, Now Bethany was, was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him while Mary stayed at home. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, then my brother would not have died. Now, who hasn't prayed this prayer? God, if you would have only done this, if you had been there, then I wouldn't have done this. If you would have given me this, then I wouldn't have I had to do what I did. God, if you would have, if you wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have done that. All these things. And this is how we interact with God. If you would do this. But even now, she says, even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And I don't know about y'all, but for too long, I've been this kind of, I don't want, uh, this if only Christian. God, if only you had been there. If only you had done this. If only you had done that. And I don't, I don't want to be an if only Christian anymore. But I want to live into what we hear in this text in verse 22 where it says, uh, even now I know. I don't want to be an if only you had done this, but I want to be one of those that says, even now, God, I want to be an even now Christian. Because Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, this is so funny. Martha's going, I get it. Yeah, okay, the resurrection's to come. Got it, Jesus. My brother will rise on the resurrection. And Jesus says, I am that resurrection. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. So she's going, I know the resurrection. Jesus goes, no, no, no. I am that resurrection. I am the one that's come to raise the, to us to live. Do you believe that? And that's a question that we have to answer for ourselves. Do we believe that? And when she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and he is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her say, Mary, get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep. And when Mary came 
where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, there's those words again, if you had been, God, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But notice that she doesn't go on to say, but even now, because she's weeping. And this points us to the reality that we have two ways to approach this. We can either say, even if only, but even now I know, or we can find ourselves becoming so overwhelmed by emotion that we focus on the if only. But then we start to dive in that she begins to weep. And when, G and when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he was greatly disturbed in the spirit and deeply moved. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And then we get to verse 5, or 35 rather, where it says these simple words, that Jesus wept. Jesus weeps with her. Isn't that a, I've always thought this was a weird interaction, that Jesus would weep, knowing what he's about to do, knowing that he's going to go and raise Lazarus from the dead, which we had already seen in the spoiler, but he weeps. Why does Jesus weep? And I think the answer is plain and simple. It is because Jesus joins us in our heartbreak. Because you notice that he said that after Jesus is after Jesus wept, he, so the Jews said, "See how he loved him." But some of them said, "Could not he have, who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept him from dying?" And so they're literally going, "See, he loves Lazarus so much." And but they're even pointing out, like, "But he knows, but like he could fix this." But Jesus is meeting them in their heartbreak. And I'm just reminded that so often in our own heartbreak that we become so overwhelmed that we try to justify or we try to figure out what Jesus is trying to do instead of focusing on the fact that Jesus joins us in our heartbreaks. That Jesus loves us anyway. That yes, Jesus works for us, but Jesus also weeps with us. That Jesus is working to good for the good of all those who believe, but he also meets us in our brokenness and weeps with us. The tragedy doesn't destroy us, but, the, but tragedy without meaning does. And when we don't have answers, we can know that God meets us in that and God is working with us. See, I think that the reality for a lot of us is that we hear this idea of Jesus weeps, but we find ourselves still clinging to this question. If God is good, why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? Why does it feel like God is four days late to everything when it comes to the issues of my life? Why does it feel like God is not present? It, we, we see God, we hear that God weeps and we go, but why are you weeping, God? You can fix this. And because Jesus becomes greatly disturbed and he came to the tomb and it was a cave. A stone was lying against it. And Jesus says, take the stone away. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. She's pointing out again, Jesus is dead, dead. Or Lazarus is dead, dead. Jesus, there's nothing that he can that you're going to be able to do about this. She finds herself so caught up in the suffering and going, God, you're, you're so good, but why am I suffering? Why is this happening? Pointing out that this has been a suffering for a long time now. And she points that out to Jesus. 
And she said, and Jesus looks at her and says, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and he said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. See, I, I think a lot of times we get caught up in this question of if God is good, why is there so much suffering? And we, and we, but we also so often think that the important question in our faith is, does God exist? But I think so often we can look at it and go, oh, of course, we, we say, of course God exists. But the real question that we need to be asking for many of us this day that are going through heartbreak and trials and tribulations is this, does God care? Because in John 11, what we start to see is that, yes, Jesus wept, but Jesus looks to God and he says, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you are always that you always hear me, but I've said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. And then he said this. He cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out with his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. You see, John 11 is for those, they wanted to figure out what was going on. Those who wanted God to show up felt like he didn't. They couldn't understand. They're like, if only Jesus had been here. But what it reveals is that Jesus is with you in your pain. And that if we allow Jesus, even in the midst of our pain, if we realize that Jesus is present with us, that we can see that, yes, God is present with us, that Christ loves us, and, God, and Christ weeps with us because Christ cares for us. Because, you know, it, it's one thing to know that God exists. It's another thing to know that God cares, that God meets you in your pain, that God stands with you in your pain, and that if we give it over to God, that we can entrust that God will do something with, us, with it. It's a whole thing to say that, God, yes, God, you're with me, but God, I also want to know that you care. And this story shows us that, yes, God cares. And because God cares, we may find comfort in, rem in remembering that the best of all is God is indeed with us. Amen and amen.